Hey guys, it's Simon. This is Brussling Unlimited as we are here on the 12th of August 2022 to talk about everything that went down tonight on Friday night Smackdown. I thought tonight's Smackdown was a pretty good episode of Smackdown. I thought it was a good show with a holy Moses tremendous, fantastic, absolutely amazing main event i thought this main event was one of the better wwe matches we've seen in a little while like when i was saying three profits versus usos from money in the bank was one of my match of the year contenders as far as like being like legit great just great matches this is right there with it this is right there with it that match was amazing But before we get into talking about all of that, we got the poll posted. There we go. I do want to say thank you if you are watching us right here, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. Or if you're watching later or listening later, whether that's youtube.com forward slash Processing Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. I do want to thank uh, Raiders United 11 for the three months tiered uh, prime not to burp in the middle of that let me restart i want to say thank you to raiders unite 11 who subscribed here on twitch with amazon prime for three months now thank you thank you thank you really do appreciate that one but if you are watching live on twitch you can help us out a couple of different ways you can either help us out by donating or by hitting that donate button down below or donating twitch bits in the live chat also remember you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways you can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime or at least access to an Amazon Prime account, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a number of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here for Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember that if you are watching or subscribing or following on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well by hitting the join button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Plus, remember, you can get all that, but more directly support us by heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Anything. Whether it's a new game, whether it's an old game, whether it's a free game you're claiming, or you're getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, or Fall Guys. I'm going to ask you if you have a creator code, and you do, it's PW Unlimited. That creator code is PW Unlimited. And I do believe they have integrated it now into Rumbleverse as well. So if you're playing Rumbleverse on your PlayStation, your Xbox, your Switch, your computer, and you go to buy the currency for Rumbleverse, I don't know what they call their currency, you can put in a Epic Creator Code. You got it right here. It is PW Unlimited. You can also use it in the launcher for Rumbleverse. Rumbleverse is a brand new video game that basically mixes the Battle Royale style of Fortnite and 
hot dropping into us into an area and having to stay within the circle and the storm and this and that, but mixes in the elements of professional wrestling to an extent. Actually, to a big extent. But with that, we've got Friday Night SmackDown to talk about that started differently than most WWE shows, which was good and bad at the same time because it started with a match. It didn't start with somebody coming out and talking or any of that. No, it started with a match. The show opened with the Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament where Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah took on Shotzi and Zia Lee. Match was okay, had a couple rough spots, but for the most part, the match itself was fine. Before the match started, they recapped Dakota Kai and Io Sky taking on Tamina and Dana Brooke from Monday, advancing in the first round. Sonya Deville and Natalia watched the match from ringside as well. Basically think they gave away the finish of next week's match, but yeah. Uh, the babyfaces had the early advantage, and Rodriguez press-slammed Aaliyah onto Lee for a near fall. Shotzi recovered and broke up the pin with a senton. Aaliyah then hit a flying crossbody off the apron to the floor. Uh, where was I? Aaliyah and Lee ended up in front of Natty and DeVille. Rodriguez and Shotzi ended up brawling with DeVille and Natty. Eventually, DeVille and Natty ran off. And I'm like, okay, how is this not a DQ? Because... One person from each team was fighting with them, I guess. Back from a commercial break, the heels isolated Aaliyah on their side of the ring. In a scary-looking spot, Lee held Aaliyah over her shoulder, and Shotzi hit a running neckbreaker, then dropped her right on her head. Right on her head. But she seemed fine. She kept on going. Lee attempted a suplex, but Aaliyah reversed it into a neckbreaker. Rodriguez then got the hot tag and ran wild. Fans popped for Rodriguez coming back into the ring. She hit a fallaway slam on both heels. Lee distracted Rodriguez and the heels regained control. The heels set up for a, a double side Russian leg sweep, and instead Aaliyah speared Shotzi and Rodriguez hit a power bomb to pick up the victory. So with that, Rodriguez and Aaliyah do advance into the second round of the women's tag team title tournament. Fans did pop for the finish, so that's good to see. Next week, we will be getting on SmackDown uh, Natalia and Sonya Deville against the team of Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons. All I'm going to say is Nikita Lyons. Please don't try your Bronco Buster or whatever you were doing on NXT on live television. On SmackDown. Please don't try that again. I don't care how much you practice it over the week. Please don't try that again. That was bad. That was bad. I showed a video recapping uh, the return of Karrion Cross and Scarlet from last week. Then in the back, Karrion Cross and Scarlet discussed their return. Cross noted that they were castaways before returning. He said he's not worried about the bloodline because he's introducing everyone to a new timeline. Cross looked around the corner. He saw Drew McIntyre kind of warming up when Drew's music would play, and he would head out to the ring. So that was all that, I mean, unless I missed something, that was all we got of Cross, but we did get more Scarlet here shortly. So, after commercial break, McIntyre dressed Cross, attacking him last week. The fans gave McIntyre a great reaction. McIntyre understood Cross's reason for attacking him last week. McIntyre promised to deal with Cross after Clash at the Castle. McIntyre turned his attention to Roman Reigns. He mocked Reigns for not showing up to work, and suddenly Cross's music would play with Scarlett making her way out to the ring. 
Michael Cole mentioned that uh, Scarlet is Cross's Oracle. I like that. I do like that. That basically, if you don't understand the whole Oracle thing, it's a Batman reference. It's not that she's the brains of the operation, but she is an equal who kind of does some of the behind the scenes work, some of the research, some of the, I guess you can say, so in Batman lore, what Oracle, what, or what happened? So we're gonna we're gonna go full circle here for a second. So in Batman lore, Oracle is actually Barbara Gordon. After Barbara Gordon is paralyzed, they can no longer be Batgirl. She's in a wheelchair, but she works as I guess you can say. I don't know how to explain it. Again, I don't want to call her the brains for the Batman organ or um not organization, but operation. But whenever Batman's like, hey, what does this really mean? Or, um, or what was it? Like, like if you played um, Batman Arkham Asylum, you know exactly what Oracle is. He's basically like, all right, I need help. Uh, we got to figure out how to get to this part of the building. And she's like, all right, let me look. She's going on the computer. She's got the blueprints and the schematics. And she's helping figure out all the technical things that sometimes Batman can't do himself in the midst of battle out in the field so she's kind of not at all since saturday not even wow 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 but oracle is not even close to harley quinn in the least bit in the least bit oracle more people know iron man oracle is kind of like iron man's jarvis the how do I explain it the AI system that helps him figure stuff out when he needs help figuring things out that's what Oracle is she is the very smart person that when Batman needs help figuring stuff out because he can't do it in the situation he's currently in she figures it out like hey I found this symbol what does it mean is it connected to anybody she will then, sorry about that, she will then go and try to figure out on the computer what that symbol means. So Michael Cole calling Scarlet Cross's Oracle is very interesting. Because I'm very interested to see, and give me one second here, how that all was going to work out in the end, calling her an or the Oracle. I don't know if it was just he said that and it was a throwaway line, but that's what an Oracle is. That's what calling her his Oracle is. Oracle is Barbara Gordon after she's paralyzed and has to help from the sidelines, I guess you could say. But an interesting call from Michael Cole, though. Scarlet came down to the ring very slowly, distracting Drew McIntyre. She got in the ring and stood in the corner as all of a sudden the Usos would jump McIntyre from behind. He tried fighting back, but the Usos rocked him with a super kick. They then hit the 1D on McIntyre. Excuse me. Hiccups. Oh, the Usos looked over at Scarlet, gave her a message from Reigns. Jesus freaking Christ, I got the hiccup. Hiccups. I mean, let me take a drink here for a second. Anyways, they gave her a message from Reigns. Scarlet laughed and said the cross has the same message for Reigns. But we don't know what that message actually is. 
Colin uh, McAfee noted that McIntyre got jumped from behind two weeks in a row now. We then got a really, and I mean really good video package hyping up Gunther versus Shinsuke Nakamura tonight for the Intercontinental Championship. In the back, Megan Morant interviewed Shinsuke Nakamura. And before she can finish what she was saying, he cut her off and goes, Just tell Gunther, come on. The next up out comes the Viking Raiders. It was supposed to be Ivar versus Kofi Kingston, but Kofi Kingston would jump them during their entrance with a kendo stick, and it was to his demise. Kofi got wrecked. Kofi got destroyed. Kofi got obliterated. They beat the shit out of Kofi, and the match never happened. So, back from a break, Sami Zayn approached the... Well, he approached Roman Reigns' locker room, yet we know that Roman ain't there, because Drew told us earlier, but he still knocks on the door. And suddenly, Drew McIntyre... Well, the Usos come out. He's like, Us, and another Us. And then Drew attacks the Usos before Sammy ran away. Moving forward, we had two men in the ring. Pat McAfee's playing with his telestrator, telling us that there's going to be seven ways that they're going to poop themselves tonight. We don't know who their opponents are, but they're Brandon Scott and Trevor Irving. Then we hear it. Then we hear the music. We hear hero, 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 hero. You know, you know, hit row, hit row. And now come hit row. Hopdala, Ashanti, the Adonis, and B-Fab. Three are back with WWE on Friday Night SmackDown. and cut a very interesting promo after this match. So not much really happened in the match. It was a total squash. Hopdala hit a running shoulder tackle and a running knee in the corner on Scott. Hit row, hit heavy hitter, and picked up the victory. So after the match, all three members of Hit Row grabbed microphones and basically reintroduced themselves to the WWE Universe. Um, I think it was Michael Cole mentioned that we haven't seen these guys since last fall. And Pat said that there was a little controversy surrounding Hit Row last time we saw them as well. So they were doing their things. You know, I'm a B-Fam and I'm a Shanti, the Adonis, and I'm Top Dollar. And then they did the whole not nada, right? And then they said, we are the original three of Hit Row. So I don't know exactly what that means, calling themselves the original three. Because we know there was four of them, but Swerve is now an AEW. Swerve is now tag team champion. And he can't come back anytime soon. Can't come back anytime soon. But Hit Row, to an extent, is back in WWE, and I like it. Because Pat even said it afterwards. The tag team division here in WWE, Cole just got fired up. I like that. I like that a lot. And we got a new... Because the whole thing with Hit Row was Brianna Brandy, B-Fab, was supposed to be like the manager. She wrestled a little bit here and there, but she still needs more time to get better. Anyways, then we had Swerve, who was the singles guy, and then... We had Top Dollar and Ashanti the Adonis as the tag team of the group. So, them just coming back as a tag team works for me. I like it. I know that when Hit Row first started in NXT, I was always critical. I don't like the gimmick. It's just stupid rapper gimmick. They're blah, 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 blah. 
but they grew on me. I will, I will admit that. And I, and I had said that back in the day, that they were growing on me, that I liked their character development. I liked the way they worked together in the ring in their matches. And so I'm excited for Hit Row to be back, even though when they first started in NXT, wasn't big fans of the, of the, the group and the gimmick, but they grew on me back in the day. And I'm still interested in them. I really am. I'm just, it's interesting that line. We're the OG3 of Hit Row. What does that mean? Is that a knock on swerve? Is that throwing some shade? I don't think so, but maybe we'll find out. I don't know. So they let us know that they were, so basically they said that we wanted to, how do I explain this? I, I didn't write it down per se. But they're like, this week, WWE is celebrating the life of Gene LaBelle. Gene LaBelle, known all over the world for multiple different things, like pro wrestling and MMA and this and that. And, this, and McAfee said that he's the guy that trained Chuck Norris, Roddy Piper, and Ronda Rousey. Which, good, good transition almost, if Ronda was coming out next. To recap, Shayna Baszler winning the number one contenders, a gauntlet last week. Then in the back, Kayla Braxton interviewed Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser. Gunther just promised he would defeat Nakamura tonight. Then we go back to ringside, and Ronda Rousey appears. Ronda jumps the barricade from the crowd, and she's got a big black duffel bag. Uh, they showed shots. Uh, they showed a shot of the ring with the table and chairs and all that, and the crowd was chanting very big for Ronda. Ronda noted that, yeah, I'm not supposed to be here. I got fined and all that, but here, I'm paying my fine. I'm actually paying double because I know I'm going to get in trouble again. She dumps all the cash on the table. Security and referees then come out. And she goes, whoa, 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 I was going to leave on my own, but you want to make this You want to make this fun? Sure. She gets out of the ring. She goes over the, to the female security guard and just swings her. Just this girl, boom. Crashes down. Rhonda grabs the arm like she's going to apply the arm bar. And then she thinks better of it and walks away. And in an interesting move here, as Rhonda gets to the top of the ramp, out comes Shayna Baszler. And Shayna looks at Rhonda dead square in the face and goes, you can't do this. You can't do that. This is not how things work here. Rhonda then looks at Charlotte and says, you used to be a killer. Rhonda walks off. Shayna goes down to the ring for the contract signing. Shayna gets into the ring. She grabs the microphone. She's like, oh, I'm going to sign this contract. I want this match. I'm going to make it happen. And I'm clash the castle. I'm going to defeat Liv Morgan. I'm going to dismantle Liv Morgan. I'm going to stand over her lifeless body. Liv, get out here and sign this contract. Where did I say Charlotte? I apologize, Magma Lord. I meant Shayna. <clears throat> so, you know, She's calling for, for Liv. Liv's not coming out. So she just keeps rambling. Like, what's going on? What's going on? And she keeps rambling again. And finally, Liv does make her way out with the arm brace on. Liv gets down to the ring, and she says, See, this is funny. You know, you're nothing more than a bootleg Ronda Rousey. The line got a huge reaction from the crowd. And she said, and I know I'm going to beat you because I've already beat Ronda twice. Fans then broke out into a you tapped out chant. Um... Morgan signed the contract, but then was attacked by Shayna Baszler. She targeted Morgan's injured arm and beat her down. So 
looked like she was going to give her some sort of like a back body drop type deal when Liv Morgan would reverse it into a bulldog and send Liv or send Shayna through the table with a bulldog. I'm like, you know what? I feel like someone's going through this table. Someone's going through this table. And it was Shayna in the end. But Liv was still crying, selling the arm after Shayna beat the crap out of her. Like again, Liv just getting her ass beat and then squeaking by to get away. I don't like it. I don't like it. You need to make your champion look stronger. I don't want to see the champion get her ass beat, get her ass beat, get her ass beat, get her ass beat, sneak into a win or a move. Because that's what happened. She, again, sneak, sleep, slipped into the move. Like, what the hell? In the backs. In the back, the Usos yelled at Sami Zayn. They said, what the hell? Why'd you just run off? I, I, I was trying to get security to help with, with Drew McIntyre. And they said, you know what? We're going to deal with Drew right now. We're going to head out to the ring. Back from the break, the Usos made their way out and demanded. They said, hey, Drew, we're going to take you on right now. Tag team action. Find a partner, any partner you want. We ready. And Drew would come out by himself. Take on the Usos. So McIntyre walked out without a partner. Briefly in control early until Jay hit a super kick. The Usos took over and beat him down. Before the break, Madcap Moss would actually run out and end up being the partner of Drew McIntyre. He ran wild on the Usos. McIntyre and Moss worked together to clear the ring. Back from the break, the Usos were back in control. They isolated Moss on their side of the ring. Moss fought back and tagged McIntyre. McIntyre ran wild and hit a neck breaker on Jimmy. He then set up for the Claymore, but Sami Zayn ran into the ring. McIntyre went after Zayn, but that allowed Jimmy to hit a super kick. Jay then followed this up with a diving splash for a close two. The Usos then set up for a 1D, but Moss pulled Jay out of the ring. They brawled around ringside for a little while and eventually did fall over the barricade. Back in the ring, McIntyre caught Jimmy with a Glasgow kiss. Jimmy responded with a super kick, but McIntyre recovered. He then hit a Claymore and picked up the victory, pinning Jimmy Uso. After the match, McIntyre tried to give Jay the Claymore, but Sammy jumped in and took the Claymore instead. In the back, we got Maximum Male Models. They were in the middle of a photo shoot. Maxine Dupree was directing them to flex their muscles. Max Dupree yelled at the photographer when Los Lotharios would approach. Los Lotharios noted that they should be models. Max got in their faces and told them they're not good enough. Angel then noted they weren't talking to him and approached Maxine. They told her, give, me a, give us a call. Max then yelled at them to leave. Very interesting that, so are we going to get like Max with Mansois and Masse and then Maxine with Los Lotharios? Maybe. We then got a SmackDown flashback to Arnold Schwarzenegger and Triple H's confrontation in 1999. Back from the break, Caleb Braxton interviewed Ricochet. The recap Ricochet beating Happy Corbin last week because he kept looking over at Pat McAfee. Now, Ricochet lost last night in Los Angeles to a returning theory at the WrestleMania uh, ticket party. So Ricochet said that he wants to, win, uh, wants to take the win, or the winner, I should say, I wrote that wrong, of Gunther and Shinsuke Nakamura. Suddenly, Corbin would attack Ma uh, Ricochet. McAfee was disgusted by this. There we go. 
There it is, Zoe Stark's Nikki, uh, Nikita Lyons hype video, introducing them ahead of their tournament match next week. Then we go in to our 13 and a half minute banger of a main event. This match rocked. It was Shinsuke Nakamura challenging Gunter for the Intercontinental Championship. And boy, boy, howdy, was this a freaking Bola match. This was like a Bola second to final round, a second to the end final round type match. Like this match rocked. This is something, this is like a match you'd see Gunter do back in the day in Bola. PWG style match. These two were amazing. But it took a while for the match to actually get going. They did special introductions, and then cut to a commercial. Cole and McAfee pushed the importance of the Intercontinental Championship with the Pat more than once, calling it the working man's belt. Every time these two men would kick out after taking a beating, he'd say, and that's why it's the working man's belt, Cole. Gunther had the early advantage, and he backed Nakamura into the corner, but missed a chop. Nakamura briefly took over and rocked Gunther with a hard kick. Gunther avoided Nakamura with a leapfrog and a boot to the face to regain control. Gunther locked on the Boston Crab and switched to the STF. Nakamura escaped and fought back with some kicks. Gunther responded with a hard slap. Nakamura locked on the armbar, but Gunther did eventually break free. Nakamura continued to target Gunther's injured arm. Basically, it's you take out the arm, or you at least take out some of the power of the arm, so his clothesline and his chops are not as hard. Yet, we saw in the end, the clothesline was still pretty damn hard. Gunther destroyed Nakamura with some vicious chops and sent him into the ring, or sent him to ringside. After a commercial break, Gunther and Nakamura traded some stiff shots. Gunther did retain, uh, regain control with a German suplex. He went for a diving splash, but Nakamura caught him right into a triangle or an armbar, whatever you want to call it. Gunther then broke free and hit a suplex, like a butterfly suplex. Fans broke out into a loud Nakamura chant here. Nakamura did rock Gunther with a very hard knee to the face. This looked really good. Even in slow-mo, it looked fantastic. Um, Nakamura went for the pin, but only got a two off of it. He then threw Gunther into the ropes and then hit a sliding German suplex under the ropes to Gunther. Gunther did quickly recover and hit a shotgun dropkick to Nakamura. Nakamura did fight back with a knee, and he set it for a Kinsasha, and the fans got to their feet. They were cheering like they thought this could be the end, but instead, Gunther destroyed Nakamura with a clothesline that wrecked him and sent him inside out. The fans then broke out into a very loud, like, very loud, this is awesome chant. Probably one of the biggest, loudest chants we've seen in WWE in a little while. Gunther then locked on a sleeper, but Nakamura did eventually break free. The finish then came when Gunther hit a shotgun dropkick to Nakamura's back. He would then lift him up for a powerbomb and pin him to retain the SmackDown or the, the Intercontinental Championship here on SmackDown. So after the match, Gunther and Kaiser posed in the ring. But interestingly, they kept panning over or cutting over to Nakamura, who was standing in the aisle, like <sighs> looking all kinds of pissed off. I'm like, what the fuck? Is he about to like turn heel and attack? And he, they, they would go back to Gunther, and he's selling the arm. And he's trying to do the, the pose, and he's like, ah, man, my arm. And Jessica Carr, the referee, is asking him, you okay? Your arm looks a little hard. He's like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. He says something to her I couldn't tell. He shakes off the arm again, and then they go back to Nakamura, who's... <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 Shinsuke, Shinsuke. We don't want you turning yet. I mean, I wouldn't mind a heel Shinsuke, but uh, no, 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 no. 
But what the hell? What the hell? That, ladies and gentlemen, was Friday Night Smackdown. Pretty good show. Pretty good show with yet another return here in WWE. Papa, Papa Paul, Uncle Paul, bringing him back. Bringing back all the people that were wrongfully released over the last couple of years. With that, guys, that's everything I thought of tonight's Friday Night Smackdown. Now, I want to hear what you guys thought of the show. Remember, you can let me know what you thought of SmackDown by texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, that number is 510-906-1341. Before we get to the text messages, let's check the polls. As far as the Twitch poll does go, wow, 100% liked tonight's SmackDown. 100%. Far as the Twitter poll does go, let's pull that up right here. Let's refresh it though. As far as the Twitter poll does go, seventy-one percent liked SmackDown, twenty-three percent thought it was just all right, and five percent did not like the show. Finally, the YouTube poll: eighty-two percent liked the show, fifteen percent did not, and four percent no. Eighty-two percent liked it. 15% thought it was all right, and 4% didn't. Some of the comments here. Um, this person says, the power couple did not fail to deliver. This person says, I love these championship video packages. Brings prestige to the titles. Yes, it does. This person here says, I like how Triple H is trying to make IC title feel important again. Two video packages and a great main event. Give the show 7 out of 10. This person says, I loved being there. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Says good show, dope. Hit Roast should have been kept on Raw. Well, they were never, you can't keep them somewhere where they never were. They were never on Raw. They were always on SmackDown. Well, NXT and then SmackDown for like three weeks. As far as the text messages here do go, this person says, Do you see Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross winning the WWE and Universal titles at Clash of the Castle? No. Karrion Cross is not challenging for the titles at the pay per view. Um, this person here says with reports of the USA network requesting a main title on their brand and also drew being in front of his hometown. Do you see drew McIntyre beating Roman for one for, for the belt or one belt, at least a class of the castle? Probably not. No, it should. It should, but no. Cause I mean, Roman defending both belts almost doesn't make sense. When Becky was double champ, they made her defend the belt separately. So why isn't Roman defending the belt separately? says, you see Liv Morgan retaining while Ronda and Shayna become a tag team. Also, do you see Swerve coming back to WWE? When it's, that's something I can't answer. Do I think Swerve will come back to WWE? I don't know. For all we know, Hit Row may not even be around when he's able to come back. Maybe something happens and they break up Hit Row. Maybe something happens and one of them wants to leave on their own. We don't know. That's something that I can't predict because he's not even been in AEW for a year. and He's probably got a three-year deal or so. Says, have a feeling Drew may join the time. Yeah, no, you're you're way off there. You're way off there. Drew Drew McIntyre is not joining Karrion Cross. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you? Wow, 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 wow. And finally, this one says, who's re- who's the next return? Honestly, I don't know. I really don't know. Bray, maybe. I mean, I know he's been discussed. Tegan Knox. I mean, that one makes a lot of sense. Bring back Tegan. Put her on SmackDown. 
Fuck, they should have brought her back instead of having Zia Lee with Shotzi. It should have been Tegan and Shotzi. But see how it all does go. With that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. Or if you're watching later, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Or if you're listening on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pot, Apple Pot, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. With that, guys, that's going to wrap everything up for tonight. We'll be back Monday morning with a wrestling wrap-up, hopefully. Unless I got to go look at another apartment. But we'll be back. Well, no, no, no. We'll be back Monday with the wrestling wrap-up. I can guarantee it. Back Monday morning, wrestling wrap-up. So with that, guys, have a great night. I will see you next time. Have a good one, guys.